Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Tuesday, March 21st. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, uh, ready to break down. How about a 13-game NHL slate uh, on this Tuesday? It is a massive Tuesday card on tap, and it is Tuesday, which means it is a Ice Guys BetCast game day Tuesday. Uh, and we are looking forward to yet another uh, Ice Guys live BetCast coming your way tonight. There it is, right on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Tuesday, March 21st, a.k.a. tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, a live betting and commentary with me, Alex, and guests, our viewers and listeners. Anyone that wants to join us on the BetCast, have your drink in hand, and just uh, join us to watch the games unfold, live betting, which will hopefully prove to be profitable. Uh, for all of us tonight, drinking encouraged, uh, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email uh, Bobano350 at gmail.com uh, if you wish to join us on the uh, BetCast tonight. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward uh, to yet another Ice Guys Alive BetCast tonight starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time for this huge Tuesday slate. Uh, briefly, we'll look back on last night. It was a short card, uh, only a few games, but some interesting results. Shout out and salute to a guy that single-handedly won my Ice Guys best bet yesterday for me, Dylan Ferguson. Uh, absolute Fergalicious is what they said on the broadcast after that win, 100% right. He was just absolutely spectacular. And what a, what, a, what a moment for the kid, Alex, to rise up to the occasion, a game that your team, it's like, whoa, Dylan Ferguson, you're starting. Welcome to the NHL. Welcome to starting maybe the biggest game of your team's season last night. Uh, in Pittsburgh, a team that the uh, Senators are trying to tr uh, track down uh, for the uh, wild card spot uh, in the uh, Eastern Conference. They had to win that game in regulation, too, as I stated uh, repeatedly, uh, that they basically had to get the uh, job done in regulation, get the two points, keep Pittsburgh to none. And that's exactly what they did, thanks to the heroics of Dylan Ferguson, who was absolutely spectacular. Pittsburgh did outplay Ottawa heavily. But the goaltending was the difference. And Tristan Jari, again, a couple of those goals, you know, you'd like a save. I think mean, there was a couple that were deflections, not much he could do, but still got outplayed by Ferguson at the other end and a huge, huge road win for the Ottawa Senators. And by virtue, Alex, of Pittsburgh's loss to Ottawa last night in regulation and the Florida Panthers beating the Detroit Red Wings last night 5-2, the Panthers are now the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. And Pittsburgh, as of right now, entering tonight's play, they're on the outside looking in. If the season started, if the playoffs started tonight, the Pittsburgh Penguins would not be part of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, and we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. We said this logjam in, in the East wildcard uh, race is going to tighten up and, and it's going to go be going to be back and forth. Now we're getting to this point where we're starting to see these teams literally bouncing in and out of spots. And it's going to be like this, I think, all the way in, until the very end, honestly. Uh, I know a couple teams have kind of played themselves out, but like I said, all of these teams have kind of struggled almost against one another in this little, you know, what, three or four week blip. So, you know, you start breaking it down. I mean, it, this might be one of those races where it comes down to some of those secondary and tertiary, uh, you know, outliers to see who gets to these final two spots. We could e easily end up having where, you know, a couple teams are tied with points and, you know, they have to start looking at the regulation wins and different things like that. So it's exciting hockey. It, it, it's 
wonderful as a fan. It makes it a little bit difficult and, and you have to do a, a bit more work and, and dive, dive in a bit deeper as far as the gambling aspect goes. But, I mean, this is the first time in a long time because think about it. Didn't it seem like we had a lot of playoff stuff wrapped up over in previous years? I remember one season where it seemed like there was only like one race between who had the last wild card spot in the West, but everything else had been sealed up. The visions had already been kind of sealed up by this point. Uh, we'd already had a President's Trophy winner. So it's nice to have teams still in the race all the way through it and teams playing, you know, meaningful games because that's the worst thing you have is the last two weeks of the season and nobody is playing for anything. Uh, everything's all wrapped up and then the games aren't as fun. And then it's even more difficult to try to get who's tuned in and who's who to bet on. So I like having the competition because then that also breeds, you know, these spots like you hit with Ottawa last night, spot that I hit with LA last night where, uh, you know, teams have something to play for and then they show up and show up. Right. Uh, no question. And we saw that uh, last night, definitely on display. Edmonton uh, survives with a 5-4 win over San Jose. That's exactly what I thought that game would be like. Edmonton would win, but it would be a tough game for them, you know, kind of, you know, going through the motions early. San, you know, uh, San Jose is not exactly always going to get the utmost intensity and focus from the opponent. And plus you had Jack Campbell in that, who again, started that game very poorly. That first goal was just horrendous rebound control uh, on his part. Uh, and he was largely very bad for the first two periods. M multiple goals that went in on him. He probably could have stopped. But I do have to give Jack Campbell credit for one thing. Third period and in overtime, he made some big-time saves. Like, he made some really good saves, even on a night where he didn't have his best. And the whole team didn't have their best. Even Jay Woodcroft said it uh, in the uh, postgame that, you know, we didn't have our best game, uh, but we found a way to win. Jack Campbell didn't have his best game. He found a way to win. And that's what matters at the end of the night. They end up beating San Jose. And my gosh, Jack Michaels is going to pass out in the broadcast booth one of these games <laughs> uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, you talk about you get an overtime game with a ton of chances and he's calling it an, an Oilers game in overtime. Um, he gets into it and he's spectacular, honestly, when he went in those moments where it's an exciting overtime game. And we certainly uh, heard that from Jack last night. Great call on the winner, too, by Darnell Nurse. Uh, to win it in overtime. Very exciting game. Very exciting finish, uh, obviously. And speaking of Jay Woodcroft, I'm going to uh, plug this a little bit. It's not our show. It's another show, but uh, it's 32 Thoughts. They did a, uh, with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, they did an interview, sit-down interview when uh, Woodcroft and the Oilers were in Toronto to play the Leafs recently. They did an interview with Jay Woodcroft. It's worth your time to watch it. This guy is so well-spoken. He's very intelligent. He's very clever. He, he made this great, you know, remark about McDavid, how because we see how great he is every day, Alex, you become numb almost to how great he is. It's almost like if you lived at the foot of Mount Everest and you see this beautiful mountain all the time. But if you live there every and, and if you're just, you know, a tourist and you're seeing it for the first time, you're amazed. You're in awe. It's Mount Everest. <laughs> but if you live there at the foot of Mount Everest and you get to see it every day, you're like, ah, it's just that it's Mount Everest. You know, it's not that. And that's what the comparison he made with McDavid. We're just around it all the time and his greatness and his ability that it's almost like it's not even, you know, amazing. And we're not even in awe anymore, you know, of what McDavid does. It was just a great interview. It's worth checking out with uh, Jay Woodcroft and his Oilers get the win last night. That's such a profound statement. And I, I, that totally resonates with me. And I think we could say that about a lot of different stars and a lot of different sports over the years that, yeah, we just get so used to how good they are that we almost kind of get lost in it. So that's that's a very profound profound way to, to put it. I like that analogy. It's something I have to remember. It's, it makes perfect sense, too. Like yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're the Edmonton Oilers, what McDavid does every day, it's like ho-hum. 
but if you're, you're someone that's not used to seeing it and you're seeing it for the first time, you're absolutely blown away, you know, with what he's able to uh, do. And what I'm blown away too, is that's another game where the Oilers, you know, win and score a bunch of goals without McDavid getting a single goal. You know, he had a, he had a couple points, but he did not get on the uh, scoreboard with a goal. So that's a good sign for the Edmonton Oilers and they're getting all kinds. And if Kyler Yamamoto starts heating up and I hit that yeah. goal prop, I said, after mm-hmm. a bad drought, a bad slump, he finally scored the previous game. I said, watch that, you know, be the floodgates starting to open for him and that confidence starting to come back. And just, you know, when you have the puck now on your stick, you're not gripping it as much now that you saw the puck finally go in. And sure enough, he follows it up with a goal last night. It was plus 290 on him to score. So uh, really good to see that come through uh, last night. It's a, it's a good thing that Edmonton won the game, obviously. And it's a good thing that they are having positive comments and positive mentality about it. Because like I said, yes, it, it is a good sign that, you know, Edmonton getting a win with McDavid, not doing much. It's always, that is actually always a good sign because there are going to be nights where he's not, you know, the best player in the world and everybody else steps up. That's how it's supposed to work. You know, there's going to be nights where Jack Campbell struggles, but then pieces it together late and, and finds himself a victory. That's fine, too. But you shouldn't be having these kind of games and and having to kind of say, like, well, this ended up being a good win because of this, this, and this, when you had to go to overtime with the San Jose Sharks and you're a month away from the playoffs. Like, you do this against Colorado on the road. You do this against a tough Eastern Conference team. You shouldn't have to grind out a 5-4 OT win late March against the San Jose Sharks who are playing for a lottery pick. That's what concerns me. It's like, okay, yes, you put together this effort, and it's a good effort for tonight, but you have to play better against better competition, and you have to play better against bad competition. You need to be burying bad competition. If you're one of the the, the 16 teams looking to play for a Stanley Cup in a month from now and, and further, you need to be beating these bottom 10 teams badly. This should not be 5-4 in overtime. It should not be 3-2 in regulation. These should be 5-2, 6-2, 6-3 if you're really geared up and have everything settled on both ends of the ice and your team ready for the postseason. So Edmonton, in my mind, still does have some work to do. Great win, important two points. Got to get better. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, and you're right, be more consistent. You know, don't, don't have those defensive lapses uh, in certain games. And yeah. that's where they have to – and Matias Ekholm, though, is not one of those players having those lapses. He was great last night. And how about the he offense was. he gave to yeah. the Edmonton Oilers last night? Incredible couple of shots. Man, that guy, don't, don't sleep on his ability to shoot the puck. Holy fuck. A couple of nice, really, releases there by him uh, to score goals last night. Uh, we won't say much about Chicago, Colorado. I mean, we always felt we know Chicago is capable of getting drilled by a team like Colorado. And that was very impressive still for Colorado, if only because they're off a long road trip back home. That's sometimes yeah. a dead spot. And they still pounded the piss out of the Blackhawks last night, 5 nothing uh, in that game. What was stunning is that the Calgary Flames were just that bad last night against the LA Kings. And we were worried about, mm-hmm. and I'm not silly, but I, we were worried, why are they only minus 110? You know, at home, the L.A. Kings were even money at home where they played very well this year. And when we know they're better than Calgary and they were only minus 110. And I said, what what's going on here? Uh, and sure enough, they made that price look ridiculous uh, because it was all L.A. They jumped on Calgary early. Just a horrendous. Anyone want to blame that on Jacob Markstrom needs their head examined. They were awful in front of them. Terrible in their own end uh, in that first period Four nothing down before you could blink. Uh, and speaking of things that are insane and and nuts and horrible, Daryl Sutter waiting to the third period to yank Markstrom was absurd, uh, in my opinion, because you know he's going to come back to Markstrom tonight. They've committed that Markstrom's going to play every significant game uh, the rest of the season. There's no reason for him to still be in that game in the second period when it was already lost and you're playing tonight. You're playing tonight, for goodness sake. 
uh, against Anaheim. You know, save him for that. You know, get Vladar in there. Eventually he did. Better late than never, I guess. But, man, that should have happened early in the second period, you know, getting Dan Vladar uh, in that game. And I'm screaming on Twitter, hey, Popeye, wake up. That's what I call <laughs> Daryl Sutter sometimes because you stick a yeah. pipe in his mouth. He looks exactly like Popeye with all the facial expressions he makes. And sure enough, he just waited too long uh, to give uh, Markstrom the uh, hook, in my opinion. Uh, it was just an ugly, ugly night for Calgary. And then once they got behind 4-1-5-1, they're trying to make hope plays at the opposing blue line. Uh, and obviously they got turned over and it fed the uh, transition for the Kings and the game got even uglier for the uh, Calgary Flames when that happened. But an utter blowout for L.A. and a great job by them because this was the final game of their long homestand. They were off the loss against Vancouver. You know, you worry in a long seven-game homestand, Alex. I hear this theory all the time that the teams get stale. The teams kind of don't play well at the end of a long homestand because they've been home forever. They're comfortable yep. in their own surroundings and they kind of get, you know, it affects their play negatively on the ice. And sometimes at the end of a homestand, you don't play well, but they didn't want to lose two in a row to end that homestand after the Vancouver game. And obviously putting the boots to Calgary last night, a very good effort. And Gabe Velarde keeps heating up, uh, playing well again for them. Another goal for him last night. We talked about how his props are worth a look. Arvidsson's playing great. Adrian Kempe. Nobody talks about Kempe on a national spectrum. I don't hear yeah. Hockey Night Canada or yeah. Rogers ever talking about him. ESPN and TNT, barely a, a word about Adrian Kempe even and how good of a player he is. It's time to start talking about him. He's a great mm -hmm. hockey player. He doesn't get the credit for it. Absolutely. Yeah. You and you've been mentioning him all year long. Him and Gabe Villardi. You you've been on the train for both of those guys throughout the season where nobody else has. So kudos to you for recognizing that and seeing that. Yeah, this is such a talented bunch. And you know, I've been saying it for a while now in this last couple of, uh, of weeks that LA, if they get everything you know, pieced together like they did in that effort last night, they're a team that we could e easily see all of a sudden it's the Western Conference Finals and then one of those two teams left. Uh I, I think I think a lot of teams are still under, you know underrating and undervaluing a lot of people are underrating and undervaluing them that may not be the case if they keep putting together big wins like that tonight and you know as far as the flames go listen i, I daryl stutter i like daryl stutter you know uh, i grew up obviously as a hawks fan you know as a little kid he's the first coach i ever saw behind the bench for the hawks he's had a wonderful career with calgary with la uh, it's over it's over daryl's done he just doesn't have the timing anymore you mentioned it perfectly about waiting so long to pull markstrom Knowing how out of sorts he's been all season long from a mental standpoint and, and, and giving up soft goals, you know, and you say you need him to be your guy in these big time games. Well, he hasn't really always been there like that. And if that's the case, if you do want to do that, you don't leave him in uh, and let him hang, you know, hang out to dry. If you want him to still be sharp enough to play in these meaningful games down the stretch, you know, we talk about the whole Calgary sternum thing about the, the shot selection. It's like, you know, does he not know about how, how, you know, you can shoot from odd angles these days and guys actually do score goals like that? Like, you know, he he's playing NHL 94 on Genesis and everybody else is playing NHL 23 on PS5. And uh, I think I think his time as the head coach, a, a quality head coach in this league is over. That, that's a really good analogy right there. No, no doubt. Uh, we're stuck in the uh, 80s and 90s uh, with uh, Sutter and it's 2023. And look, this and I, he's had a great career. I don't want to totally be more Hall of Fame coach. A great career. Hall of Fame yeah. coach, the cups with LA, uh, almost a Stanley Cup in Calgary, the first go around yeah. when they lost to John Tortorella's Tampa Bay Lightning in 2004. What a great team that was. Jerome McGinla, uh, you know, Mika Kippersoff yeah. uh, in net. It was one of the better goalies in the league during his time with Calgary. Yeah, uh, yeah that was a really, really good 
Calgary team. And of course, you know, he's had more good years than bad years, but yeah. uh, you just see that it's, it's kind of getting away from him here uh, this year uh, in with the uh, Calgary flames. Uh, all right. One thing that's not going to hopefully get away from us is winners uh, on the Tuesday night NHL card. So let's get into it. We'll begin with the Columbus blue jackets taking on the Washington capitals, uh, Washington minus two fifty home favorites, six and a half, the total uh, in this uh, game. Uh, you, to me, you either find a way to bet Washington or you don't bet the game. Uh, I'm certainly not looking to take Columbus. We know this team is, uh, they've got so many issues right now. You can't keep track of them all, uh, at the moment. Uh, first of all, the goaltending, they trade away Jonas Corposalo to the LA Kings. They've got Elvis Merzlikens out and you're stuck with the combination, the underwhelming combination of Daniil Tarasov, who is in net tonight, once again, or Michael Hutchinson. That shows you how bad Hutchinson's in. He gets lit up the other night, Tarasov. I mean, they're still going back to Tarasov. I mean, what's that say uh, about Michael Hutchinson uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets? But uh, yeah, so the goaltending is not NHL caliber. Uh, you could argue the blue line hasn't been NHL caliber. They've been horrendous lately in their own end. Um, they still are capable at times offensively, but it's hit or miss. Washington, the, the, the one concern with Washington is they're not in great form coming into tonight. This is obviously an opponent they should beat. Uh, they're still better than Columbus, but, you know, they're entering this game limping a little bit. Two losses in a row against St. Louis and Minnesota uh, over the weekend. Where is the level of belief, Alex, for the Capitals right now that they can make the playoffs? So, you know, that's the one thing that I am bothered by tonight with maybe backing Washington is, you know, are is there still belief with this hockey team that, hey, we can make this one last push and still get in? Or are they res already resigned to the fact, especially knowing they traded away Dmitry Orlov, Garnett Hathaway to Boston, made a couple moves at the deadline that indicate they're selling? You know, does that still permeate to the group that, you know, maybe we're not going to make it this year? So the mentality of Washington is very much in question right now. But I do think still that I would have to favor them in some form. I'm just figuring out how do I go about it? Do I do first period puck line like I did with Vegas the other night against uh, Columbus? Uh, at uh, minus a half plus 125, uh, the price for that. Do I look at maybe team total Washington over three and a half minus 145? That certainly, uh, you know, appeals to me a little bit, especially with the way the Jackets have been giving up goals the last few games. I certainly think you got to look over six and a half. The one thing you might see is Columbus be able to find the uh, back of the net because I'll be honest, not a big Charlie Lindgren fan at the moment. He's not exactly been playing the way he did early in the season. Remember early in the season, how well he was playing for the uh, Capitals, but last two starts here in the month of March, how about nine goals given up to Buffalo and Minnesota uh, in those last two starts. So not exactly playing great in between the pipes either as Mr. Lindgren for uh, Washington. And with Darcy Kemper still out, they got no choice. Laviolette's got to roll with Lindgren at the moment. So I do think Washington first period puck line here, will look a, uh, uh, we'll have a look toward that. Um, and um, the team total, certainly. I mean, there's no reason Washington can't score four tonight, you would think. But uh, the over six and a half might be the best stance for me here, uh, believe it or not, because that's the one fear I have with fading Columbus tonight again is whether they can be held off the score sheet against a depleted capital blue line and Charlie Lindgren in net. That's, you know, we're, we're seeing that team give up goals right now, Washington. That's a big concern. So I think the over is my strongest stance, my strongest opinion here over the six and a half. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Jackets, Capitals. 
Yeah, we're, we're still on the Faye Columbus train in, in a different fashion. And this is, I'm so glad this is a live uh, BetCast night because this is the perfect game for for a, a BetCast. I'm going to be hammering this live with a bunch of different things. I do like Washington for a spirit puck line. I've laid that half a goal at plus 120. And that's the only thing I want to play pregame. I'm going to be looking for an over. Definitely don't want six and a half. Hopefully that it may be a bit slow and we can try and catch a five and a half laying a, a bit of a price as opposed to plus with six and a half. Um, same thing. If we see the pace higher up, maybe look for something first period over. Definitely will be targeting Washington next to score props. Like you said, if, if Columbus can put a little fight and Washington, you know, with Lindgren in that, he looks a little bit shaky. This, this, there's a ton of ways we can go with this game live. So, if you're going to be joining us with the live netcast, I would honestly probably say maybe not take a side uh, with the side or total right now. Wait and, and join us tonight at uh, seven Eastern, and just kind of play along with us. Yeah, definitely. And by the way, the, the the defensive injuries for Washington, they are worsening. We know Carlson for a while has been out. Um, Nick Jensen as well, day to day. They're hoping he might return tonight, which is big uh, because and because now TVR is also uh, banged up. Trevor Van Riemsdyk for the uh, Capitals. So they really could be shorthanded on the blue line tonight, especially if Jensen does not return. He's a game time decision right now for Washington. And then the Birdman is out, uh, potentially out, I should say, Evgeny uh, Kuznetsov, upper body injury. Uh, game time decision. Remember, he took that hit uh, on Sunday against the uh, Minnesota Wild, that open ice hit there, uh, and uh, the Capitals weren't too happy about it uh, in that uh, game, and uh, as a result, Kuznetsov status in doubt here uh, in this one. Yeah, uh, is that true? Yeah, Carmine Bianco shouting us out. We appreciate that. Uh, yeah, their show's very good, Puck Time, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, Andrew yeah, McGinnis, of course, is on that, longtime friend yeah. of the show. We're trying to get him on this damn show, but never gets back to <laughs> traveling too fucking much but that's another story uh yeah. but yeah uh they're good guys uh carmine's yeah. very good we're gonna have to actually get them on the show uh, at some yeah. point on our show uh, at some point you know I, I think it would be easier for them to be on our show than vice versa so uh definitely <laughs> yes. yeah uh, probably a better chance of that so we'll have to right. uh, invite them on uh at some point for sure because uh, obviously uh, alex knows carmine a lot better than i do because i've never worked with carmine but obviously yeah. we both work with andrew uh, there's right. no question about no, that. Carm's, Carm's great people. I mean, that we're all we're all connected in some sort of way within the hockey That's right. circle. So they're yeah. good guys, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they, they have a good show as well, no doubt. Uh, if we were to endorse one show uh, other than ours, of course, it would be theirs. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of this uh, game here, uh, you know, you look at it. Um, yeah, I mean, Kuznetsov being – I don't like – I call him Birdman because he does that freaking, you know, you know, fl flying like a bird when he scores a goal. It's very ignorant, arrogant of him to do that. I hate that's that a, shit. That, that's a that's a dumb celebration. There's some good celebrations. His isn't one of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, that uh, that bothers me. It pisses me off when he does that. But there are some props that I like here for uh, this game. Uh, a couple of uh, decent options you could look at here. Uh, I keep wanting to mention uh, Adam Boquist. He keeps piling up some points here for the uh, Jackets. Uh, Kent Johnson's been a point machine for them lately. Uh, on the Washington side, uh, Dylan Strom. I mean, we've been going right back to the well with the point props for him. Uh, he has been excellent. He's gone the last, uh, if you go back to the last uh, several games that he's played for the uh, Capitals, go back to March 4th, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 10, 12 points for Dylan Strom in the last eight games. He's a must in terms of betting his point prop right now. I think the same can be said about Oshie. Uh, he's been very reliable lately. And Rasmus Sandin, I'm going to mention this guy again, the former Toronto Maple Leaf. He's gotten points now in four of the last five games and six points in the last five games for the Washington Capitals. He's got the number one power play unit. He's, you know, getting a lot of minutes with all the injuries on the back end. 
and you're still getting some very good prices on him just to get a register one point right now for the uh, Capitals. So uh, great prop looks there, in my opinion, with all of them. They're all absolutely in great form right now with uh, point props. Strom, Oshie, uh, and um, uh, Rasmus Sandin. Strom's gone up a little bit to minus 150. I still like it. Uh, Oshie's point prop is minus 140. Rasmus Sandin's point prop, that's the bargain. They still haven't moved it up enough. It's minus 134 at FanDuel. So it's still an absolutely outstanding uh, bet, uh, in my opinion, here. All right, Minnesota, New Jersey. We've got uh, New Jersey minus 180, home favorite, six the total uh, here in this matchup with the Wild and the uh, Devils. Um, this is a pretty high price for uh, New Jersey, just because it's not like Minnesota's chopped liver. Minnesota's uh, been on a good run, seven and three in their last 10 games. They've been, uh, well, they were in this uh, phase of, you know, tight checking, low scoring, defensive minded hockey, and they were winning games that way. And now all of a sudden, even with Kaprizov out, I think that's what's been impressive, Alex, with Kaprizov still out for Minnesota Wild. All of a sudden here, the last six games, they've become an offensive dynamo for, in most games without, other than Boston, who, you know, can shut down anybody, uh, obviously. You know, in the other games during this recent six game stretch, they put up four against Winnipeg, five against San Jose, four against Zona. Uh, eight against St. Louis, five against Washington. You know, some subpar teams in the mix, but you know they've certainly still been able to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, make no mistake about it. Philip Gustafson confirmed uh, in net tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, New Jersey, um, Vitek Vanacek, the projections uh, for him to be the starting goaltender tonight, but not yet confirmed there. Uh, we'll see if he's in net, though, for them. They're coming off that big comeback win against Tampa. It was a best bet winner for me on Sunday at the plus price against Tampa. Come at night's nice comeback win. Once they got it to two to one, they pretty much took over the hockey game uh, at that point. So uh, definitely, I think the Devils could get a little boost from that potentially going into this game. But I just don't know about laying minus 180. What I do know is I think the draw is very live here uh, in this game. You look at the last uh, head-to-head meeting uh, between these teams. Uh, it was uh, back in February, uh, February 11th uh, in uh, Minnesota. Uh, and it was a 3-2 wild victory but in a shootout and it did go beyond regulation so uh, I'm not going to take either side I think it's a pretty competitive I'd lean Minnesota and draw and I should do that because I've been talking about if I like the draw sprinkle a little on the dog and go uh, with the uh, dog and the draw I might do that here but I like the draw even a little bit more than Minnesota by itself Uh, plus 348 at pinnacle by the way with the uh, draw very much worth a look in my opinion as we've talked about a lot with Minnesota a lot of their games have been worth a look toward the draw uh, as of late. What do you think here, Alex? Wild Devils. Yeah, I was waiting for you to do it. Like I, that's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm about to. I already played Wild plus 145 for a half unit, and I'm putting a quarter unit on plus 335 for the draw here. I mean, that's yeah. uh, like I said, New Jersey is, is is one of those teams that qualify as a solid draw team as well as Minnesota. Both teams need points. Both teams. Completely opposite sides of the coin, so uh, you know the other team getting a point means nothing to them. But I like Minnesota here. Like I said, they have played well in New Jersey. They've won four straight meetings. Uh, looking at Vanacek, his numbers, although we've only seen one start and one relief appearance against Minnesota, but 0-1 and one with an 8.57 save percentage, 2.90 goals against. So he's not done well in a couple of uh, outings he's seen against the Wild. Like I said, this Wild team now rolling. That they can get offense in bunches without number 97 in the lineup is huge. Uh, I think the Wild know they need to get a big win away from home. They had the big home stand, and it was, you know, it was solid. Like I said, they haven't been winning games 
easily. They've struggled against inferior competition. Now here's the chance to go on the road against a quality hockey team and uh, and, and really show what they're made of. I think they they step up and, and win this game tonight. So I do like them on the money line, but it may not be something they can take care of in 60 minutes. It could go a little longer. So I'll sprinkle in the draw as well. And you talked me into doing Minnesota and the draw as well. That's the in special. I mean, I, I'm, I'm abandoning my own thinking with uh, that. You're right. It's And that's been so much what I've done. I'd look at Dallas and, and uh, the draw against Calgary on Saturday mm-hmm. night. It was Dallas for a half a unit and uh, the draw on the quarter unit. And there you go. Both of them cashed. And when you get both of them cashing, and even if you just hit one, you're profitable. But when both yeah. of them cash, yeah, that's nice. a really nice profit. <laughs> and that's what we saw. So give me a wild and overtime or a shootout here tonight. Yeah, and I'll be uh, very happy. But I do like some props in this game. I do lean to the over because Minnesota's kind of trending that way. I don't love the total, but I lean over. But just because of Minnesota kind of trending that way. But I do admit this does kind of have that feel. It could be also a tighter game. Uh, so I don't love it. But I do like some props. First and foremost, it starts and ends with Matt Boldy here to get a point, minus 135. Uh, he's feeling it right now. He's finally found his uh, offensive flow and his confidence again is back. Five straight games with a point for Matt Boldy for the Minnesota Wild. There's a lot of good uh, options here. He shears on a three-game point streak. Uh, uh, Joel Eriksson-Eck is on a three-game point streak. Minus 130 for Eriksson-Eck to get a point. Might be worth a look. Here's someone heating up for the uh, Wild uh, right now as well. How about the former Devil, Marcus Johansson, uh, mm-hmm. all of a sudden for the New Jersey Devils. Three straight games with a point. Do you know what his point prop is tonight to get a point? Plus 130. How about that price? Mm. Put that in your pipe and smoke my, it. My Marcus Johansson uh, to get a point tonight, plus 130. Absolutely absurd, that price. Not only is he in great form offensively, piling up the points, playing his old mates. I think he's going to want to do something and make an impact tonight. I'd probably throw a little something on the goal prop while you're at it too tonight, which is plus 410 at cool bet uh, for that tonight. So uh, absolutely, uh, no question. And you know why there's value on the wild props and – his ears must have been burning. Terry Edelman's in our chat, just as the we're talking about <laughs> yeah. here. You know why there's value at Terry on the props now for Minnesota? Because they spent that whole two-week stretch there uh, not scoring goals, playing tight, low-scoring defensive hockey. And now all of a sudden they're picking it up offensively, and, well, the goals are starting to come in again for Minnesota, and now there's value on the props because they set them, they dropped them probably, the pricing a little bit on them because of – the offensive struggles of the team. So there's a lot of good prop options here uh, in this game. I just mentioned uh, a bunch of them. There's a lot of good um, shots on goal options in this game. Jack Hughes over shots on goal. Timo Meyer has been trending over shots on goal. Uh, Hamilton for uh, New Jersey. Ryan Hartman is always him to score shot uh, a point and shots on goal is almost every game I've taken that now with Ryan Hartman. Uh, so, yeah, go back to the well with that. Erickson X always pretty reliable in terms of shots on goal. And obviously with his offense starting to come back, Matthew Boldy is starting to shoot the puck a lot more. So this is a really good game in terms of looking at different uh, shots on goal options here uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild and for the Devils, uh, for that matter, going into uh, this game. I do happen to think this could be a game, too, where the Devils back home, they, sh- they, they do get a lot of rubber thrown at Minnesota. Minnesota can give up shots on the road, I find. So I, I think maybe you look at the over saves potentially for Gustafson tonight, and it is something I've looked at previously. So that's definitely a, something to consider as well here with the Wild and the Devils. All right, we move along now. Lightning Canadians, again, meeting up after they just faced each other on Saturday night in Tampa. And we're seeing this a lot, these quick turnaround uh, matchups where the same two teams are playing each other in a condensed period of time. 
Uh, we've got the Lightning minus 260 uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, I'm just going right back to what cashed for me Saturday with these two teams over six and a half. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, Montreal's just uh, there. You talk about the uh, single biggest over team lately uh, in the NHL. That's been Montreal. They just can't defend a lick right now. I mean, they give up five to Tampa on Saturday, nine to Florida, four to Pittsburgh, eight to Colorado. Uh, it's been a seven and one stretch to the over uh, in their last eight games. Tampa's gone over in three straight uh, as well going into this game. They just played five, three for the lightning in Tampa Bay uh, on Saturday night. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it over six and a half. There's uh, no, nothing on the side here. I mean, Montreal is just a team you can't back with just their defensive woes and the goaltending from Allen and Montembeau. That tandem has taken a huge hit because the defense is just not getting it done uh, in front of either goalie right now. It looks right now at the moment like Montembeau will be the goalie tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. No, no confirmation yet uh, who's going to be in net for Tampa Bay, but they don't play. They're not one of the two games tomorrow night, so you'd expect Vasilevsky uh, to be back in there. But, uh, yeah, over six and a half. No need to overthink it. Uh, Alex, Tampa Bay, Montreal. Yeah, I play over six and a half, small at 115 now, and then I'll probably look to ladder this during the live bet. We've, we've you know, done this before where it drops down, hit five and a half, hit four and a half, whatever, and then if we get a goal right away, we're already in pocket with six and a half, and then we just kind of roll from there. So that's the way I'm playing this. Otherwise, this would normally be with this big of a card, this would be a complete stay away from, from me because – uh, like I said, Tampa Bay should put the screws to Montreal, but then all of a sudden this could be walking. All of a sudden, Pats have a two-one lead. Something crazy like that could happen. So staying with the total, just going to play a little bit small now and try to chip away and, and grab some as much profit as we can live on the betcast tonight. All right, good stuff. So small over. Look for better uh, during the uh, betcast, and that's the great thing uh, about having a betcast tonight. We're going to have definitely opportunities for uh, live wagers and uh, getting better numbers. Uh, and better prices for sure uh, as the uh, games uh, roll along tonight on this massive Tuesday slate. Josh Anderson, by the way, on a four-game point streak for Montreal. Jonathan Drouin on a three-game point streak uh, for Montreal. So if you're buying in, and that's what I like to look for, I like to look for players that all of a sudden, you know, they're getting on a bit of a run offensively. I mean, Anderson's been pretty reliable all year, but he's only plus 112 to get a point tonight. He's on a four-game point streak. You know, I think I have to put something on that. And can argue the same thing too about uh, Jonathan Drouin all of a sudden, who has got who's plus one sixty to get a point tonight. Like if he shows that he can sustain this and it's no fluke, you know we are talking about someone that's collected a point for Montreal now in three straight games. You know that's an incredible price plus one sixty. How about Gurionov, the uh, acquired from the Dallas Stars at the trade deadline? He scored a goal in four of the last five games, and he has collected at least one point in five of the last six games. For the uh, Montreal Canadiens, how about his props? He's still only uh, pl uh, minus 120 to get a point. And his goal prop, how about plus 350 at FanDuel for Denis Gurionov tonight? Four of the last five games, he scored a goal. Now, I know it's Tampa. I know it's probably Vasilevsky and Nett. So that's the uh, counter argument. Like, how many goals are they going to score tonight? But uh, I think at home, and especially with Tampa already beating them on Saturday, uh, Tampa could be a little sleepwalking tonight, uh, just a little bit here against Montreal defensively, and it could open the door for the uh, Canadians to chip in uh, some offense here tonight on home ice. Uh, and a couple others here that I want to mention on uh, Tampa Bay, Alex Kalorn is number one, period. Uh, there's no question. Alex Kalorn, we've talked about how he's uh, really starting to kick it into high gear. You could sprinkle on the goal prop, plus 260. He's minus 140 to get a point uh, after a season where his offense really hasn't 
had really been there all that much. Boy, it's been there lately. He's up on the number one power play now because of his recent surge. He has a goal in three of the last five games. He has a point in five of the last six games. And if you go back to the last eight games for Alex Kalorn, he has a grand total of eight points in eight games. So he's been a point-per-game player uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in the last eight games. So uh, no question that is uh, worth a look at. Someone in our chat saying Harvey Pinard. Yeah, uh, Harvey Pinard is someone we uh, cashed a couple big ones with. And he scored against Florida. He's gotten a point in two of the last three games. The the uh, Harvey Pinard goal point props, I wouldn't argue with that. I think Victor Hedman over shots. He's really been trending over his shots on goal lately uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a good look. Uh, and you get a better number with him compared to, say, Stamkos and Kucherov and some of the other players in terms of that. So uh, definitely that's probably worth a look here. That Mike, Mike Matheson over shots. We've talked about that repeatedly. Uh, Brandon Hagel has actually started to pick it up lately again for Tampa. So another good prop game in a game where we think we'll see uh, plenty of goals scored. All right, next up, we've got Ottawa and Boston. Uh, the Bruins here, minus 320. Uh, home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, Ottawa, what a valiant effort that was by Dylan Ferguson, as we have mentioned last night single-handedly stealing two points against Pittsburgh and leading the Senators to a 2-1 to win. And now they find themselves just five points back uh, of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But unfortunately for them, uh, they are uh, still uh, back of the uh, Florida Panthers, who are now have the number two wildcard spot, and they didn't gain any ground on Florida because Florida won against Detroit. But the fact is, they won a game they had to, and they got to try to win this one, too. Now, this one's obviously not going to be easy. You're talking about the uh, Boston Bruins, who for a couple of games there looked like, whoop, well, you know, off their game, maybe a little malaise setting in, but they've certainly regrouped here the last few games and look damn impressive again. Uh, Minnesota and Buffalo, back-to-back -back road wins for the uh, Bruins uh, over the weekend. Uh, extremely impressive. Uh, but this one here with the uh, Sens, um, uh, certainly a desperate team. Back-to-back, uh, -back, though. Uh, against this uh, Boston. Boston's coming off a road trip, though, so we talk about that spot, not always great, but, you know, I I'm going to ease off the fade Boston uh, Express for at least tonight, uh, even though, you know, I, I still think there's going to be spots to go against. Maybe this is the spot to go against Boston, but Senators have not had success in Boston, one and seven uh, in their last eight trips to TD Garden. Uh, that's not good. They're on a back-to-back. -back. They emptied the tank to beat, hang on and beat Pittsburgh. The one thing about playing defense, Alex, facing all the shots that Pittsburgh threw at them last night, is it wears you out. It's taxing. It's physically, mentally taxing to defend, defend, defend for 60 minutes like Ottawa did to try to get that win last night. I worry about how that reverberation effect, uh, you know, how they deal with that tonight uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins. They actually don't have a bad back-to-back -back record. Six and four they are on the second night of back-to-back -back games, but they it's taxing to play defense. And they had to every nth degree last night facing 49 shots. Does it wear them down tonight, uh, potentially? And like I said, Boston has really played uh, Ottawa well uh, here in Boston, winning seven of the last eight. So I'm probably going to pass on the side here uh, with the Senators and the uh, Bruins. The total could go either way. Ottawa kind of more of an over team, but, you know, Boston not so much. So Allmark confirmed in net. Probably back to Mad Sogard tonight, although it isn't confirmed yet for uh, Ottawa. We'll have to wait and see. But this is more of a prop game for me than anything. And even the props, I'm not uh, not as bullish on the props for this game as some of the others uh, on the card tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, Senators, Bruins. This will be a live double-up game for me. I'll be targeting full game and first period over. But I want one and a half at a cheaper price 
dollar ten and plus money, and I want five and a half laying a dollar twenty five or better. So I have both those things circled. I have a whole note thing on my phone, and of course I'll mention these, of course, on the backcast again before games start. But uh, that's the only way I'm looking at this. I'm looking totals wise, and I'm looking live. I don't want anything to do with the side. I don't want anything to do with Boston team total. Like I said, there could be some fatigue on their end. I do think we see goals, but it, I feel like it could be back and forth. And I think if Ottawa scores first, we might have a chance to jump and grab some Boston live on the money line because I think that's what will wake Boston up. If Boston gets a one nothing lead, that's when I worry about them coasting and then all of a sudden Ottawa coming back uh, and, and jumping on them. So this is definitely a great live game. Looking for the totals, and like I said, six and a half is a, a tad bit steep, so I want to get five and a half. If you like one and a half right now, you could if you can get one dollar forty, dollar forty five, I wouldn't tell you to, to you know stay away from that. I would lay that, but I'm just gonna be waiting because I know I'll be betting and getting a better price the first few minutes of that contest. Yeah, make no mistake about it. I do want to look for the senators potentially live in game, but I want to see how they start. I want right. to see yeah. if they're if they, how they look coming off that like I said, it's grueling, it's grinding to play uh defense and be in your own end all night like they were against Pittsburgh last night. I want to see if they got that energy up, that energy tank level up to where it needs to be to play a team like Boston. You know, that's what I want to look for tonight, and I will during the BetCast. This is the ultimate, you know, game to look at the BetCast and see uh, how things go. There are some props, though, like I mentioned. Uh, Brady Kachuk's on a four-game point streak. Timmy Stutzlow over shots on goal seems to hit every game. Brady Kachuk is a, 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 a shooting machine right now. He's, like, averaging almost six shots on goal per game, and the ca- he's the captain. He's doing everything in his power to lead his team to victory. So the over three-and-a-half on Brady Kachuk's shots on goal – Makes sense. He's actually gotten a power play point in three straight games. And we talk about how those props, if you can find the streaking power play point prop players, man, is that a tongue twister? Uh, you know, you can definitely uh, take advantage. And he's plus 192 or so to get a power play point tonight uh, against uh, Boston. That uh, might be something you throw a couple of bucks on, just given the streak uh, that he's on with that. Uh, so Charlie Coyle, by the way, it's, uh, he's on a point streak as well of three games. And we mentioned it uh, the other day on the uh, show uh, that uh, with um, David Krejci out, he had uh, filled that second line center spot uh, and maybe some value on his props. Although I should point out, it looks like uh, Krejci's back tonight. So he will fill that spot. It'll drop Coyle down the lineup a little bit to the third line again. But still, I mean, definitely uh, he's still collected three points in the uh, points in the last three games. I don't uh, mind uh, a Coyle point prop look tonight uh, in this game either. Uh, as well. And what else uh, just uh, to uh, in closing here uh, with this game, like I say, um, yeah, an Orlov, by the way, since getting him from uh, Washington, uh, Orlov has points in seven of the last 10 games for the uh, Bruins. I don't mind that look. And I always say Zaka uh, and, you know, it's uh, remains true. Zaka is always a threat in my opinion to get on the score sheet as well. All right. Nashville, Buffalo, Buffalo minus 150 home favorite, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. It's a huge game here between these two teams make no mistake about it i mean predators lose their faint playoff hopes are very much uh you know over i think buffaloes are but uh the fact is they're they're getting some breaks on in the uh out of town scoreboard pittsburgh losing that they're still able to hang it around there's seven points though back of the now second place second wild card florida panthers who have of course 79 points and have that second wild card spot so you know, it's still imperative that Buffalo's got to start winning and it's got to start tonight, but Nashville's thinking the same way, uh, obviously. So it's not going to be easy. This definitely has draw written all over it, in my opinion. Uh, Predators and Sabres. Again, 
Same theory we talk about a lot where, you know, both of these teams are in different races in their own wildcard races. The East wildcard race is separate from the West. They're not competing with one another. If they won't care if the other team gets a point uh, with a game that goes to overtime. And I think definitely the draw is very live here in this game. And I've got to lean Nashville. I hate to say it as someone that grew up rooting for the Sabres, but I'm not laying minus 150 uh, with Buffalo right now. Am I excited about taking Nashville after they got clobbered 7 nothing by the Rangers? Uh, no, they're both off 7 nothing losses. How about that? They both lost by a touchdown uh, in their last game. Bo- Buffalo to Boston and uh, Nashville uh, to the uh, New York Rangers. So uh, let's see how it goes here tonight. Uh, UC Saros uh, in net for the uh, Nashville uh, Predators. Obviously, that was not a good – well, it was Lankin, and I should say, Sunday night. But uh, he came in, and it wasn't much better after that. But it will be Saros for uh, Nashville uh, here in this game tonight. No confirmation yet for uh, Buffalo. It could be Anderson. could be UPL. Uh, we don't know yet who it's going to be. But what we do know is that they just signed their potential goalie of the future, the Northeastern Huskies product. Devin Levi uh, yesterday, and he is with the, t- the team now. And I wouldn't put him be, uh, in net with this monstrosity on the blue line right now, quite honestly. But they do have high hopes for him. Uh, and Devin Levi, I think, will get a start at some point, you know, one or two anyway before the end of the regular season. I think they're going to throw him in there at some point, see how, see how the kid does, how he fares in his first NHL action. But they're high on him. He's been one of the best goalies in college for the last couple of years, and they think he could legitimately be the number one franchise goalie for Buffalo in the years to come. So keep remember the name Devin Levi, but I wouldn't throw him in with this team right now with the way they're uh, struggling to defend in their own zone. So I do like lean a little over six and a half. It's hard not to with Buffalo right now, and the draw, I think, is live uh, in this game. And it is worth noting, too, if you look at series history, uh, with these teams, a lot of close games, not so much overtime games, but we've seen a 4-3, a 2-1, a 4-3, a 5-3. You know, all these games have been pretty close, you know, right around, you know, dangling and and, and with overtime, with the possibility of overtime. So uh, I do like the draw here uh, with the uh, Preds and the Sabres at plus, uh, by the way, with the uh, price here, uh, just going to take a look. The uh, price on the draw, plus 358 at uh, Pinnacle. So plus 358, very good. I love the Pinnacle draw prices. Best draw prices in the business at Pinnacle Sports, uh, plus 358. Can always count on getting just a few cents more value uh, with the draw there. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Preds, Sabres. Yeah, it's a shame we can't get that here in the U.S. But, yes, Pinnacle, uh, always <laughs> solid numbers for sure. As far as Devin Levi, I think this is the perfect game to throw him into, honestly. Buffalo can't possibly still really think that they're in this playoff race. I mean, yes, like I said, the numbers suggest they're not eliminated. But you damn sure aren't getting closer and closer to trying to be. And like I said, now with the, with the law jam of, okay, Pittsburgh's now, Florida's back in. Buffalo is definitely a team that they have to kind of look in, in, and look internally and be like, we're not making the playoffs. Let's prepare for the future now. And yes, the blue line is atrocious. So if Devin Levi comes in out of, out of straight out of college and gives you a quality start, Maybe, like you said, he's the future, and we can kind of rely on him and let him, you know, cut his teeth now in the, at the end of this season. If he looks bad, well, fuck it. He just came out of college, okay? Give him some time. Like, yep. he doesn't lose either way, in my opinion, right? Like, like he's in a good spot. Like, here, here's your chance. Make your debut, and if you play well, that's great. If you don't, hey, you got plenty of chances and time to, 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 to roll the punches and, and, and get better to where we think you're going to be. So, uh, between that and, like I said, you know, the other two options, you know, everybody knows how I feel about Buffalo's goaltending situation, so I don't even have to talk about that. Um, 
I would lean with the draw here because these two teams do need points to still mathematically uh, in the race. But more than likely, I won't even sprinkle like that. I won't have that in pocket right now. If we look for some spots in game on the back cast and I might jump in on that. But this is, uh, you know, how Washington and New York played on the Disney Channel last week. This game should be only on the Disney Channel as far as I'm concerned. These two teams suck. And neither one of them are making the playoffs. But that would be really cool if Devin Levi got the start tonight. Wow, what a burn. Well, the thing is, Preds were shut out 7 nothing. That's a great point. I'm sure they're going to want to play better. You could say the same about Buffalo. And Buffalo, it happened on their home ice that they lost 7 nothing to Boston. So I think both teams are going to actually show something tonight. But, you know, picking a winner is not easy. And uh, I think push comes to shove. Buffalo probably can win, but minus 150 is no bargain with the way they're going right now. So uh, that's the issue here. And, by the way, I don't know how many of you have gotten to uh, watch – Devin Levi at all, or actually see what he looks like, you would think you're looking at a young Carey Price. I shit you not. Uh, And if he ends up having anything in terms of the ability to stop the fucking puck at the NHL level that Carey Price had uh, for many years, uh, boy, the Buffalo Sabres might have something special. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. He's still very young. Uh, You know, we've seen this before uh, where the goalie prospect looks un, you know, like a, a slam dunk, can't miss, and it misses. Uh, it it can happen, but uh, no. You look at Devin Levi, and even the the way he, his voice and his mannerisms, and just his calmness and his calm demeanor, you'd think it's Carey Price you're watching and listening to. It's really amazing. The the manner, the the, the resemblance is, is is uncanny. And what was he was because he was in the same World Junior Tournament as Spencer Knight, and I kept that's when I first heard his name. I kept hearing everybody almost kind of in a debate of like who's the better goaltender, Knight or or, or Levi. So. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm 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 anxiously awaiting to see how he plays because Spencer Knight, he's had his struggles. That's not all his fault. Like I said, that Florida team we talked about how that has kind of you know they flip flopped over the last couple of years. But I think Knight's going to be a decent NHL goalie. I don't know if his if he's going to reach the ceiling that he had two years ago. I think you know he'll be a number one guy probably for a middling team. De- Devin Levi, the way everybody's talking about him, like I said, he, he sounds like this could be top ten, top fifteen kind of a guy. And within maybe four or five years, if if projections hold, so that's why you know it's it's always fun to talk about these things. And then of course we see later on, and sometimes we get them right, sometimes we get them wrong. We talk about this all the time, but but uh, he's one I'm definitely interested in because of the college hockey. And I watch way more obviously Midwestern college hockey than East Coast. But the games I did catch with Northeastern and watching him play, he looked pretty solid. Yeah, he did definitely at the college level. He looked he looked very very good, and uh, it gives you certainly uh, optimism. Uh, that maybe it will translate here uh, to the NHL level. Doesn't always, but it gives you that hope that. Uh, and we've seen this emergence too of of you know how long was it? all throughout the nineties and the two thousands. It was all about the European goalies, right? Getting the goalie from Finland or Sweden and finish goaltending factory, right, 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 yeah. and right, and getting these bigger, wider guys. But now we've seen a lot of these college guys emerging, and, and in recent years, you know, the Dasher Themco, uh, he said Spencer Knight, you know. Levi's on his way. Drew Camesso's on his way uh, from BU now with the, with the Hawks, hopefully in a couple of years. So these college goals, it, it you know, it rotates every, you know, I, I think now at this point, obviously, because we don't have that much data from European goalies past the 80s. But I feel like we're going to see a wave now over the next few decades. It's going to be the European goalies taking over and most of those guys getting heavily scouted and, and making the league. Then we're going to start seeing the North American and college, not just junior, but college goalies really step up. I feel like there's a lot more, because there's a lot more defensive structured play. You know, there's not, the goalies in, in, in Europe are highly recruited because they're facing super fast, you know, uh, teams, a lot of offense, a lot of puck movement. 
you see more kind of condensed playing hockey. They're used to the rink size already, of course. Uh, if you, For those who don't know, the Gophers are the last team to have international ice in college hockey. They're about to go back to the NHL dimension. So, so everyone will have the same dimensions. And those guys, just off of that alone, that, that structure and reference helps you uh, making that transition up from college to pro. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, and it definitely can, it helps you out uh, with that, move, making the move. No doubt. Um, yeah. And in terms of uh, this is going to be an absolutely, uh, uh, like I say, interesting game because both of these teams got their ass handed to them. And I don't think either one's totally in the playoff race, but neither of them are fully out either. So uh, that's what makes this a very interesting watch. It's a great night to have a game like this on the BetCast uh, coming up tonight for sure. Um, and as far as props go, uh, Cousins to me was the one guy that showed a little heart against Boston when they were getting their butts handed to them uh, the other night. So I think Cousins maybe can find the uh, score sheet tonight. Uh, look in that direction. I think him and Jack Quinn remain undervalued. And for Nashville, I'd look at Cody Glass and uh, Thomas Novak. We've talked about these guys repeatedly all season for Nashville. And with a little Tomasino uh, thrown into the mix, too, because he's getting a little more opportunity. Even Kiefer Sherwood, actually. I'll mention him just because you look at his numbers. Uh, he's gotten onto the score sheet a little bit. So uh, those are the guys that are making anything that they do offensively happen right now for the Preds. All right, Florida, Philadelphia, Florida minus 180 road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this one. The uh, Florida Panthers uh, did what they I was hoping they would do, something they haven't always done this year, as Alex and I have talked about this. Go on the road, beat a team you should beat. And they finally did it last night. 5-2 victory over the Detroit Red Wings, their third win in a row, 6-1 and one in their last seven games. And now they enter tonight in a playoff spot. The second wildcard spot in the East is currently theirs as they move one point ahead of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, for that uh, second wildcard spot. But they got to keep winning, and this is another game you should take care, uh, care of business against. But will they? Uh, they have won six of the last seven against Philadelphia. Like most teams, they've dominated Philly. But... On the second night of back-to-back -back games, they are just 1-8 in their last nine tries, the Florida Panthers, on the second night of back-to-back -back games. And that definitely is pause for concern here against this game. Now, we don't have goalies confirmed as of right now. We know it's uh, for Florida. It's Carter Hart, by the way, for Philadelphia. But there is a sense that Alex Lyon is going to be getting a start uh, here for the Panthers tonight. Remember, Knight is still away dealing with his you know, issues off the ice, you know, dealing with his mental health. He's away, so we're not seeing him anytime soon. Bobrovsky started last night against Detroit. They don't want to throw him in back-to-back -back necessarily. So it could be Alex Lyon time. And your first thought is, well, Alex Lyon's a below-average goalie, and I don't disagree. But this is a different situation in that guess who he's playing tonight? He was in the Flyers organization for a very long time, and obviously they made the decision to, you know, go another route. Uh, and this is an opportunity for Alex Lyon to kind of stick it to the man, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, and play as the uh, team that he was in the organization with for a long period of time. So this could be a night where Alex Lyon rises to the occasion and plays well. And he has had a couple of starts with Florida this year when he's had the chance where he's actually played well. So what are you going to get here from uh, Alex Lyon? I think you get a motivated son of a gun. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, coming into this game. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, now, we haven't seen him in a start since, I believe, January is the last time he started. He gave up three goals, but he faced 40 shots against Boston. Uh, and he gave up three goals, but faced 32 shots against L.A. I know the Pittsburgh game, it was that 7-6 game. He gave up seven, but he faced 49 shots in that game. I mean, he faced a shit ton of rubber. And given all the pucks he faced in a lot of those games, he, you know, he didn't 
fare that terribly uh, when it was all said and done. So this is a really tough one. This is going to be I'm waiting for the bet cast to, to decide what to do uh, with this game. I mean, Florida, from a totals perspective, certainly is a team I could make a case to bet over with right now. Four of their last five have gone over. Their goal scoring has been phenomenal. Four, five, nine, four, and five. Those are the goals they've scored uh, in the last five games. I actually might, the best way to go about this game maybe, might just be the Florida team total again, just like last night. Uh, over three and a half is only minus 120, minus 125. I cashed the Panthers team total last night. Uh, against Detroit, that might be the best way to go uh, to maybe look at Florida being able to score four because that's been a recurring re regular uh, thing for the Florida Panthers lately, getting to at least four goals uh, against their opponent. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, with this one, Panthers, Flyers? I was on the Panthers last night. I grabbed that regulation late and got that win. And, you know, I was reading, like I said, you know, seeing that it could be Alex Lyon that gets this start here. And if you followed Alex Lyon's career, which most of you probably haven't, but I, I actually have, mainly because he did play uh, the last season with Chicago the Chicago Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. If you just Google Alex Lyon middle finger, it's one of the greatest uh, photographs ever taken after a championship. He's just given the double birds. And he got actually got suspended five games this current in AHL season for doing that. Absolutely hilarious. But ever since he left the Flyers organization, he's actually had really good numbers. And it probably has something to do with – the goaltending coaches he's worked at in the Carolina organization, working with Chicago, those are some really good goaltending uh, coaches. And, and think about the guys we've talked about with Carolina. We talk about how Piotr Kachekov has looked fantastic. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, Frederick Anderton having the, the reemergence of Ronte Ronta. Of course, those two guys dealing with the injury issues. But from a structural goaltending perspective, when they're on, they're on. That's one of the best rooms to, 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 to be in probably in the league as far as goaltending and development. And he needed that development. We know how Philly hasn't had a great goaltender since Ron Hextall. So that's really not the place to, to uh, you know, uh, get groomed to be one of the top tier guys in this league. Alex Lyon, if he gets a shot somewhere, I don't know if that'll be Florida. I don't really know where that would be. He's just got to find his space. But his numbers in the HL last years with, uh, like I said, the Wolves last season and the Charlotte Checkers this year have been very solid. And he's already three, two, and one in the six starts he has had uh, this year in Florida. I like the Panthers here. Give me the Panthers in regulation minus a dollar fifteen. I think Lyon steps up and, and and puts it to his old team, and I think they have a good win and another two very important points for that team. I know we're trusting that's two road wins in a row against uh, games they should win, but they don't always win. And both Alex and I are kind of leaning and trusting them to do it. Uh, Alex going with the regulation route. I'm probably more likely to go the team total route. And, and I've been super critical about Florida all season long. Everybody knows yeah. that. But right now they, they they got it rocking and rolling. And if this is this, this is their point. This is their all in. This is really their postseason. And I feel like at some point they're gonna keep winning this. I do think they still miss the playoffs. So there will be a time where this tie turns. I don't think it's tonight. Yeah. Yeah. The Carter Hart saves might be a decent look. I agree with that. Like I said, I think Gustafson earlier, we talked about him was worth a look, uh, for sure. This one might be too. I could see him facing uh, some rubber facing a lot of pucks tonight. And Philly, look, they've given up 34, 38, 32, 31 shots on goal, four straight games. They gave up a 39 to Tampa Bay as well. And Florida's pounded 40 shots on goal. You know, not as much on the road. That's the one thing. Their shots on goal really do drop on the road, although they did have a 41 against Tampa Bay uh, when they beat the Lightning 4-1. to one. So they are capable on the road of lighting up the shots on goal uh, counter. Tonight might be one of those nights. So I don't mind that at all from our from uh, Ski's picks there in the uh, chat. Carter Hart over 30 and a half saves. I think I, I can sign off on that. 
uh, makes sense to me. All right, Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers, Eastern Conference Finals last year. Of course, these two teams went head-to-head. Always an interesting matchup, and they're going head-to-head tonight at MSG. Uh, Rangers minus 120, home favorites, six the total in this game. Um, it's got to be, at least at this point for me, Rangers or pass. I can't stand in front of this team uh, at the moment with what they're doing. I mean, this offense has been absolutely outstanding uh, at this point in time. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously over the weekend, they dismantled Pittsburgh and Nashville. Like I say, they're scoring uh, seven and eight goals, uh, pretty much seven and six goals this weekend in games where they didn't even get a full tons of contributions from Sir Patrick Kane or Vlad Tarasenko, for that matter which shows you how scary they are right now offensively, this uh, New York uh, Rangers team. Uh, they've won four in a row, six of their last seven. Uh, after losing to the uh, – after losing to the uh, – or actually, yeah, after beating the Carolina, I should say, last year in the uh, playoffs. It was the second round, I should say, when they played uh, Carolina, not the Eastern Conference Finals. Second round, they played Carolina. You know, the Rangers have kept it going into this year as well. Two regular season meetings, the Rangers victorious in both games, 5-3 at home against Carolina, January 3rd. And then in Carolina, it was 6-2 uh, Rangers uh, in Carolina. And I remember that game, Panarin went wild for the uh, New York Rangers. The bread man uh, was just amazing that night. Ended up with four goals uh, in the victory against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. But I think Carolina, you know, chomp, they, they don't want to drop another, the third straight game this regular season uh, to the uh, New York Rangers. I think they probably had it with the Rangers at this point. Uh, with all the uh, ownage that the Rangers have had uh, against Carolina going back to that playoff series last year. So I expect Carolina to bring it, but I'm not willing to step in front of this red-hot, piping-hot, scorching Rangers team right now. Shesterkin and net for the uh, Rangers. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated beyond belief what Rod Brindamore does goaltending-wise here because I'm going to be truthfully honest with you. Freddie Anderson's not it right now, okay? He Mm -hmm. didn't play great against Philly, and they had to come back and – Help out Freddie there, tie the game late, and win in overtime. You know, it's almost like you've got to look. Is Kochetkov going to get this chance tonight uh, in net? We'll have to wait and see. If it's Kochetkov tonight in net, that's basically Rod Brindamore with a tell to everybody that he's might he might be the goalie at playoff time. I'm, I shit you not. I I think if he goes as far as to give Piotr Kochetkov the start tonight, it is a tell sign that maybe just maybe he and not Anderson or the other older cripple that's on the team that never can stay healthy, anti-Ranta, you know, are going to be the starting goaltender for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs. They are they so badly want to give this guy the net, but they also realize we're paying two old uh, cripple creeks, you know, a shit ton of money to be our goaltenders, uh, and we can't just, you know, do away with them, you know. And uh, so th- they're in a tough spot here. With Do they go with the future, or do they have the stock in – uh, Anderson and Oranta to figure it out and get the job done at playoff time. So I'm fascinated to see what Rod does goaltending wise with who's going to be his uh, goalie tonight against the Rangers. But uh, I'm going to look more toward this being a game. I look live during the betcast with, but uh, I'm certainly not looking to pay the Rangers at the moment. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Canes Rangers. You know, it's interesting. When I woke up and saw this and seeing the Rangers as a favorite against the Hurricanes, because it seems like for years and years that they were always underdogs in, in this spot. But now, I mean, you, there's no way you can make the Rangers a dog right now. I'm surprised this is a even this cheap of a price. A dollar fifteen, the way that this team is playing right now, just seems to be super duper juicy. But also, we're talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, a tough team. And like you're saying, the issues they have now, the question marks 
are in goal. And personally, I would probably roll with Piotr Kachetkov because I don't trust in Frederick Anderson. Ronta's still hurt. And here's the thing. Even if you trust in Anderson and you're saying, okay, you give him you know, the game night and he's the guy moving forward. He's your game one starter uh, once the playoffs get into line. How long does that last? Can he stay healthy? That's the biggest question mark with him. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Looking at Anderson's numbers against the Rangers, he's 8-4-3, the 2.95 goals against and a 9-1 save percentage. So not dazzling numbers against the team. Uh, and I, this is one I probably have to wait and see for, honestly, because I want to see what Carolina does in that. If it's Kachetkov, I would actually kind of lean toward the under. With six, I think he can play a good style, and I think we've seen uh, Shosturkin seem playoff ready. He's in, in in good form right now too of late, so I could see this being a, a tighter bit uh, back and forth battle. And if it's Anderson, I'm probably going to go over uh, with the six because we have seen overs trend in this series. Yes, and even looking back, yeah. when the Rangers are winning, the games tend to go over. When the when the Hurricanes are winning, they tend to go under in this series. So uh, there's you know there's that parallel here. So. That's probably how I'm going to kind of rock it, too, as far as live goes. I think we'll have – if you like either side in this game and you're going to be watching the betcast, there's probably a good chance you can wait and grab either, either side at plus money. I think we do see at least a little, enough back and forth where wait for one team to be down and grab them to score next goal, grab them the money line, and all of a sudden this game will be tied. So I, I do see that kind of variant. So I probably will actually just end up having a draw pregame and maybe looking for everything else live in-game. Yeah, the draw. I, uh, this could be, probably should be competitive. Carolina, by the way, uh, they went to overtime against Philly uh, in their uh, last game. Uh, so we'll see if uh, yeah, this even though lately they haven't been playing a lot of overtime games, this one still could be pretty uh, competitive. There's a lot of props I like. Vinny Trocheck. I keep talking about him. His he's been on fire with his point props. Uh, five straight for him. Uh, that he scored a point and collected an assist. So I like props there. Zabanajad, Panarin, Fox. All have four-game point streaks for the Rangers. Zabanajad is on a four-game goal streak for the uh, Rangers. So the goal prop, why not? Four straight for him. Natchez on a three-game point streak for Carolina. Kreider on a three-game goal streak. Uh, Brady Shea, defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes on a three-game goal streak. And you know you can get a crazy price with him, and he used to be a Ranger. So you talk about perfect combination at plus 850. At FanDuel, plus 850. Three-game goal streak. Brady Shea, Carolina defenseman, against his old team. I'm saying, you know, why not? Two bucks on that. It's going to pay off rather nicely if he finds the uh, back of the net at uh, that price. Plus 850 uh, at FanDuel. Brady Shea uh, for uh, Carolina there. A lot of good options. A couple shots on goal that I like as well. Uh, Ajo for Carolina. Uh Minachus always seems to go over his shots on goal. Uh, I definitely think uh, you could see them uh, pepper the uh, goaltender with shots here in this game. Uh, I think Carolina, you know, regardless of who's in net tonight, and we don't know it's Kochekov or Anderson, I think this game means a lot to Carolina. They're playing some up and down kind of mediocre hockey uh, of late. I think they're going to come out, at least come out storming. And I think that could lead to Igor Shesterk and over saves might be worth a look tonight. I could see them. I could see him having to face a lot of rubber tonight. I think this game is significant to Carolina uh, because they know they're not playing great. They've already they lost in the playoffs to the Rangers last year. They've lost two regular season games already this year to the Rangers. They don't want to go zero and three against them in the regular season this year. So I think they pepper 
the Ranger net tonight. So I might look at the Shesterkin saves tonight uh, here for the uh, Rangers uh, in this one. All right, great stuff. That's the first. That's only the first half of the card. So we've still got six <laughs> games to go. Uh, so don't you dare go anywhere. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. 250 live viewers. We appreciate it. And shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Back with the second half of the slate right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, good stuff. And Alex is going to tell you about something we're doing here with the Ice Guys. It is the Ice Guys Playoff Box Giveaway presented by Gramco. Alex, tell everyone about it. Yes, I teased it on the Twitter yesterday, and if you're watching on YouTube and you see in the chat, I posted this weird-looking link. <laughs> that link is uh, a chance to uh, enter to win. We're giving away six different prizes. Uh, and we're doing this contest. We want everybody to fill out the entry form, answer a couple of questions, and you're going to get a chance to win either a $10 gift card from Gramco. We're giving five of those away, but one lucky winner will have a chance to win a box of goodies. You guys will get a uh, 30-pack of the gummies in a fruit punch, two of the one-gram pre-rolls that are coated in Keef, and a two-gram disposable of my favorite flavor, mimosa. Uh, all of that valued at over $60. You have that shipped out. We will pick the winner on the April 8th episode. That's the final regular season Saturday episode of the Ice Guys. We'll name the winners. Uh, it'll be six of them in all. So definitely fill out the form. I posted the link in the chat. The link will also be up on Twitter. You can follow, uh, obviously, me at Sports, Ian at Bobano. The Twitter account for the Ice Guys at the underscore Ice Guys. We'll have the link posted everywhere. And we'll be talking about this all the way till you'll have until April 7th at midnight. So Friday, April 7th at midnight is the deadline. Get your entry form in. And that April 8th, the next day, we will pick the winners. And you guys will have all of that shipped out to you before the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you can get elevated with Gramco and the Ice Guys. There you go. And again, we'll announce the winner of the of it on Saturday, April the 8th. All right. That final Saturday of the regular season. So uh, definitely get involved in that uh, contest and win some great prizes uh, courtesy of uh, Gramco. And uh, yeah, Doug, great point. We've talked about this, I think, for uh, several years. It was really from the beginning of the Ice Guys show, the long-term failures of Carolina uh, against the Rangers. It's 22-4, and four, by the way, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the recent, uh, I think that's at MSG in particular. So yeah, uh, yeah it's been a tough run. And it's been very weird because we've talked about this over the years, like I said, with where most of those times, Carolina was a big favorite. And yeah. a lot of those games, Carolina was out shooting them by a near two to one or over a two to one margin. So it's, a, it's been a house of horrors for the, for the Canes over the years, MSG. 
Yeah, it definitely is. I, I think I like what Alex was saying, and I agree with that. I think if this is uh, Kochetkov in net, this is a stay away from me pregame. But if it's Anderson in, in, in net, uh, I lean Rangers, and I lean I definitely would lean over as well uh, if it is uh, if it is uh, Freddie Anderson uh, in net. Yeah, the Hurricanes are four and twenty-two in their last twenty-six uh, in New York against at MSG uh, against the uh, Rangers. That's not good. <laughs> and keep in mind that the you know. The one playoff series where Carolina beat New York, that was the 2020 bubble series that was in Toronto. That was a neutral site. So, yeah, yeah. like I said, so that's something to keep in mind, even though, you know, so the Rangers get the best of them in the postseason last year. Like I said, it's, it's still been a, been a rough go for uh, Carolina there. All right. Uh, next up here, it is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Islanders. Leafs minus 120 road favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, Leafs, obviously, uh, playing pretty well for the most part, I would say. Uh, look, they didn't play great against Ottawa, but Matt Murray, man, uh, excellent in net, 52 shots and leads the Leafs to a 5-4 shootout win. Uh, that's back-to-back -back wins for uh, Toronto. They now go to the uh, Islanders here who are coming off a long road trip, that California swing. So it's not exactly a great spot for the Islanders coming back home uh, off that uh, road trip. It's never easy. So uh, we'll see how they fare here. The Leafs have really done well against the Islanders, 5-1. and one. Uh, in the last six head-to-head -head meetings uh, against the uh, Islanders. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, too, they've played well here on the island. Uh, in fact, they have. You look, the last two meetings, Toronto's won 6-1 to one combined score uh, in the last two visits for the uh, Leafs uh, over the uh, Islanders uh, here in this one. Uh, I like Toronto here a little bit at minus 120. I mean, even though the Islanders are, you know, in that situation where they're desperately trying to hang on to a wild-card spot, they have the number one spot right now. Um, you know, it's a tough spot for them coming back home off the road. Uh, by the way, this is the Ilya Bowl uh, tonight, you could call this. Uh, Ilya Samsonov versus Ilya Sorogan. Uh, going to be your goaltending matchup tonight. So the Ilya Bowl uh, between these two teams, or as the Leafs sometimes call him, Sammy Samsonov. It, it, Sammy's his nickname. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely Samsonov and uh, Sorokin, the goaltenders here. I do like some props in this game more than uh, anything. I like, I'll have a small bet on Toronto, but I, I do like some props here. Uh, more than anything else, um, Cali, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. This guy's on fire right now. Sheldon Keefe's found a legit option now to play with Marner and Matthews on the top line. Yarn Croak's been it. He's been phenomenal. He has two goals against Ottawa, four points in the last two games, six points in the last four games, four goals in the last six games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cali Yarn Croak is it right now for Toronto. Uh, he has found great chemistry with Matthews and Marner. I think the, you start and end with his props tonight as far as goal prop and point prop uh, in this game. There's no question. Uh, that's where you want to look. You know, on the New York Islanders side, I'm going to look down the board. Never mind Horvat and Lee and Nelson. Obviously, they're all very capable. I'm going to go back to the former Leaf, Pierre Engvall, for the uh, New York Islanders. Because this guy, we've talked about him. He's made an instant impact since the Leafs traded him to the New York Islanders. He's going to want to make do damage tonight against his former team that traded him away. He has five points in the last four games for the Islanders, and he has a goal in three of the last four games. So this is a Pierre Engvall, uh, you know, redemption spot, if you will, playing his former team for the first time since that trade. Uh, Engvall is plus three, 420 at FanDuel uh, to score a goal tonight. So, uh, absolutely worth uh, a bet there. And he's been in good form since joining the Islanders. The increased opportunity, he is making the most of it here for the Islanders. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Leafs-Islanders? 
Yeah, this is a game that, like I said, I'm glad we're waiting, you know, we'll be on the uh, BetCast for because this is one I want to just kind of wait and, and see. This is an important game for both teams. Uh, and they're both in, in, you know, somewhat steady form. I don't know what to expect out of this. I could see this being, like you said, a, a battle of the Ilias and a, and a goaltending duel. I could see this one just kind of getting crazy and just being uh, a bit high scoring. So this is a, a wait and see game for me all the way through. So uh, definitely we'll have to give it a, a little bit of a feel and see where the pace is. Because, you know, that's the thing with the Islanders. We, we talk about how, okay, they're not built to play high scoring games, but then they somehow find themselves in these track meets every now and then, a couple of defensive lapses, and all of a sudden it's a 3-2, 4-2 kind of a game. We know Toronto's got the the capability to to run the score up on anybody in the world, so uh, definitely want to wait and see what the pace and tempo is. Might be able to grab a live over, honestly, with this. It's at six, so five and a half plus money, and then we start seeing the tempo amp up a little bit. That's worthy of of a live wager for me tonight. All right, Arizona, Winnipeg. We've got the uh, Jets minus 280 home favorites, six and a half being the total in this one. I mean, this is a must for Winnipeg. If, if you're trying to fend off Calgary, uh, who's tripping over themselves, quite honestly, to hang on for that second wild card spot, you you need to get two points tonight. Connor Hellebuck is in net for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, already confirmed. Probably Corral Vamelka is who we likely will see here for the uh, Arizona Coyotes tonight uh, in this game. Uh, definitely when I look at this matchup here, um, that Winnipeg's, you know, needs to get the job done. We'll see uh, if they're capable of it. Uh, and, uh, we'll see if they do that. Um, if they're able to uh, take care of business here tonight against, uh, Arizona, I think if you look at it too, it's worth noting for the, uh, Winnipeg jets, they've been trying to shuffle the lines a little bit because Rick bonus knows, you know, the team hasn't been playing. I think for the last couple weeks, their best. Uh, trying to uh, get a little bit of a stagnated group going. That was a very unfortunate setback. The big comeback against Nashville and then to get shut out by St. Louis Sunday night was extremely, I'm sure, frustrating and disappointing for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. You know, I'm going to still stick with uh, Nino Niederreiter. I know he's cooled off a little bit uh, these last uh, couple of games uh, without a point, but still, uh, I think against an Arizona team, he's capable of doing damage. And his overshots on goal are still very much worth a look and very much in play. Uh, he has gone overshots on goal uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, in uh, three straight games. So I think that's definitely a, a look you could go with here uh, for this uh, game tonight uh, involving the uh, Coyotes and the uh, Jets. Um, and as far as the uh, props, got, by the way, go in this game, like I don't really... I don't want to get involved in this game, side or total, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, it's going to be more of a live game for me, side and total. But there are some props I like. Uh, Clayton Keller, I mean, even though Arizona may not light up the scoreboard, they're facing a uh, a very uh, urgent Winnipeg team. And, and obviously, uh, Connor Hallibuck, who's very good and can be, can be very good in net most nights. But Clayton Keller's on fire. His props still might be worth a look at this point in time. And Barrett Hayton as well. For the uh, Coyotes, he now enters this game on a uh, multi-game point streak of uh, six games, seven games, I beg your pardon, seven-game point streak here for Barrett Hayton with the uh, Arizona Coyotes coming into tonight. So uh, it's hard not to uh, bet his point prop right now, especially when it's only minus 105 at DraftKings. Incredible. You know, seven-game point streak for Hayton and minus 105 is his point prop. So I definitely think that is a good, worthy prop look tonight. Uh, in this game as far as uh, shots on goal it's a probably it's a very good shots on goal type of night for Winnipeg this reminds me of the San Jose game at home when they played the Sharks where they just peppered James Reimer and the San Jose net 
to me, this is what you look for tonight. You load up on the Jets' shots on goal props. We know Arizona gives up a shit ton of shots, and even more so on the road. So whether that's Niederreiter, whether that's Shifley, Dubois, Kyle Connor, Josh Morrissey from the blue line, I think all of those Winnipeg Jets players are very live tonight to go over shots on goal because that's the one thing we know about Arizona. They just give up a ton of rubber uh, to their goalies. They're facing you know more rubber than a dead skunk. Uh, on the side of the road there. So I think you look at it, definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, Arizona. They've been giving up a lot of rubber uh, to the opposing team lately. Uh, and uh, I think you're going to see that tonight, especially with Winnipeg off getting shut out by St. Louis. They know they don't want to drop another one, especially now back home. So a lot of shots on goal props for the Jets will be on my uh, betting portfolio tonight from this Coyotes Jets game. And uh, you're passing, Alex, it looks like on this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm passing on this one. I'm maybe a live team total with Jets, but this could easily be. I don't know why I feel like this game could be like 3 nothing. Could be 3 nothing, 3 1. It could be 6 to 1 or something. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, like something tells me like 3 through something. Like, if my gut feeling says Jets win this game 3 nothing, it's slow and boring and we won't have a chance to catch much of anything unless you go, you know, Hellebuck shutout, which I'm not going to, I haven't bet those. I agree. I think the total is very tricky. I agree with that. I think it could be because a tight checking jets just do enough to scrape by or they, you know, the, the, the tons of shots that end up being fired at Vimelka go in, you know, that could also happen uh, in this game. All right. Detroit, St. Louis playing for exercise. We've got uh, St. Louis minus minus one forty home favorites, six and a half, the total uh, in this game. You know, normally when you got these two teams that are out of the playoffs, Alex, I like to bet over, but, I don't know if I can do that with Joel Hofer right now. I mean, he's been extremely impressive. Holy shit. Two starts here with the Blues. Washington on Friday night and then uh, Winnipeg. We just mentioned how the Jets got blanked by the St. Louis Blues. Joel Hofer was the reason. He, he was absolutely outstanding. And this kid has been very strong in net. He's likely going to be the future for the uh, Blues. And, uh, you know, Craig Berube and the Blues uh, coaching staff, they're giving him the, uh, the road here. Uh, and the and the runway to to roll to run with this thing essentially uh, as their starting goaltender. He'll get a third straight start tonight uh, in net for the uh, St. Louis Blues. I actually lean St. Louis, crazy as it is to say. I mean, you look at this Detroit team; they're on a back to back. The season's crumbling. You know, they're not they're not a playoff team anymore. They're out of it. They're not playing inspired hockey. They just got thrashed five one by Colorado, five two by Florida last night. I'm not backing the Red Wings right now. It's St. Louis or pass for me, clear as day. But Minus 140. I think if I bet St. Louis, Alex, I'm going to take a shot in regulation. You know, get the better price. Uh, make it a little bit better than mine. I don't want to lay minus 140 with a bad hockey team like this, yeah. but it's a bad hockey team with a red-hot goalie who's playing with with a purpose right now to show the, 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 the coaching staff that, hey, I want to be here sooner rather than later at the NHL level. So I do lean St. Louis or nothing, but I might take a look more so at the regulation price uh, in this game catching Detroit on a back-to-back -back just so I can get a better number. I'd rather have the Blues uh, plus 108 uh, in regulation rather than minus 140 uh, with the uh, full money line. Alex, uh, Red Wings, Blues. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I can't lay 140 at the Blues either, even though Holford's playing well. But I can't go regulation either because this game definitely looks like it could be 2-2 going to overtime. And it's not like these teams need points. It's just going to yeah. be that it's just a close game between two mid-range clubs. So uh, this is a stay away from, for me. But like I said, the better Hofer gets, the more Jordan Bennington's probably got to be like, uh, what's what's my situation in the future looking like? And I was actually talking to somebody the other day, and it, it, 
I don't know how hot of a take it is. I could see Jordan Bennington and Sergei Brabowski being swapped. They both have long, expensive contracts. They both aren't, you know, completely bums yet. And I think they both could use a change of scenery. So that's something to look out for. But that's just something that's been rattling in my own head. As far as this game goes, like this, this game in the Arizona Winnipeg is probably the two of the worst games of the night with a big board like this. So I'm passing it. Yeah, Bennington's future, anger management, says John Massey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. John Massey, we hope to see you tonight, the late night uh, owl, if you will, of our betcasts uh, on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, de- uh, blues for me. Uh, and I think I will take a shot with them at the plus 108 uh, in uh, right. You know what you could do as well? Uh, if you if you, if you you don't If you think this could be like 1-1 or 2-2 or something like that, you could do, a, and I don't do this, I, I don't think I ever bet these, but uh, once in a while I should, and I'm tempted to bet one tonight. Maybe a Red Wings team total under. You know, maybe. Last night, I did it last night. Yeah, yeah. So. And maybe that tonight against uh, Joel Hope. That might be the best way to play it, honestly, yeah, maybe. when I think about it. Maybe the Red Wings team total under two and a half at a plus 136. Oh, you know, hell yeah. Pinnacle, it so, was yeah. 121 last yeah. night, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Abrana, yeah, and that's the other thing I'd play in this game is Jacob Brana. You have to. He's just, what is he, seven points in six games with the Blues, five goals uh, in those seven games. Uh, whatever you find with Jacob Brana, shots on goal, goal prop, point prop, power play point prop as well, just because, you know, he has been uh, on fire. And this is the team that traded him just recently uh, as well, facing the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, no doubt about it, Jacob Brana. And I want to hit on Ski's picks point. He's throwing out Benalka over saves in the chat. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's I, I thought it was self-explanatory when I'm talking about all the Winnipeg shots on goal props I like. But yeah, obviously I like those. So I like Vimelka over saves as well. But be careful. You know, there's a couple of these saves props lately. I've been burned because the guy's been pulled, you know, or in, in the game or gotten hurt. So it's always the risky run uh, with the goalie saves props. But yeah, it makes sense for Vimelka uh, over saves tonight for sure. Uh, in this one. All right. And like I like I said in the chat too, over or under 15 and a half. How many times Pearl of Wisdom will say Corova Melko's elite? I'm going over on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh <laughs> definitely possible for that. All right. Seattle Kraken Dallas Stars. We will be on the bet, bet cast tonight, at least through the conclusion of this game, Seattle, Dallas, and then we will see how things are playing out with the uh, Calgary, Anaheim, Vegas, Vancouver games. They're not exactly games I'm have the utmost confidence are going to be terrific hockey games uh, in the late night hours. So we might shut it down after this game, but we'll see. Uh, we'll wait to see how the uh, night's transpiring at that point. Uh, we've got Dallas minus 160 home favorites, uh, six and a half the uh, total uh, in this one. Uh, Stars coming back home off the uh, road. Of course, they were in uh, Western Canada last week, Vancouver, uh, Edmonton, and then Calgary. Uh, and they ended up losing the uh, first two games of the road trip, but they ended it with a victory six to five. Uh, in overtime against Calgary. Pretty crazy hockey game. We both cashed the draw, both on the over uh, as well in that game. Crazy as it is to say, Dallas looks like an over team right now. I mean, they are. I mean, they're scoring goals left and right. Uh, it's been impressive, too, as Dallas has been playing these games without Marchment, without Sagan. You know, those are impactful forwards for them. They're still having no problem f- finding the back of the net. Um, Jamie Benn's been on a roll lately. I mean, there's a lot of good props here. Hints, Robertson. Ben, all to score a goal. Pavelski's lit it up lately. And I'm going to keep going back to our guy, Alex, Wyatt fucking Johnston. I mean, I'm just banging the drum when it comes to Wyatt Johnston because he's always better priced than all the other Dallas Stars forwards. Just incredible production from him this year. Remember, this kid is just essentially still a kid. He's 19 years old. He hasn't even turned 20 yet. 
uh, Wyatt Johnston. He is on a four-game goal-scoring streak, four straight games with a goal, five points uh, in those four games for the Dallas Stars. One of my absolute top props tonight, without a doubt, Wyatt Johnston for the uh, Dallas Stars. I mean, he's just been magnificent. This kid is playing way more mature than his 19-year-old age would indicate. Uh, and again, he's only plus 300 to score a goal. He's minus 108 to get a point. Are you serious? I mean, with what he's doing right now, that he's only minus 108 to get a point right now, Wyatt Johnston is terrific uh, value uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight in this game. Like I say, Ben's rolling, Pavelski, Robertson, uh, they're all feeling it right now uh, offensively for this team. Jake Ottinger will be a net for the uh, Dallas Stars. Um, I can't exactly say he has been feeling it because he's had some ups and downs. There's a lot of threes, a lot of fours, a lot of fives in terms of goals against showing up on the ledger for Jake Ottinger uh, in recent starts. Um, this is one where I'm tempted by Seattle, believe it or not, and the draw. Uh, a little split here because it's not the greatest spot for Cal Dallas coming off the road. The, the one concern is Seattle got eaten up by Dallas. They just played recently twice, back-to-back -back in Dallas. Dallas won both games, 4-3 in overtime, and then 5-2 the very next game. Seattle had a tough time matching up with this team. But if anything, that's going to leave them hungry. That's going to leave them fired up to maybe earn some redemption tonight. Going on the road where we know the, da the Seattle Kraken are better. They've been better all year on the road uh, compared to at home where they're 22 and, and uh, 12. Uh, on the road this year, the uh, Seattle Kraken. So I'm that's what I'm going to do here. Going to go with a Seattle and draw split, the old classic half unit on Seattle, the quarter unit on the draw. I think it's a pretty competitive game. Remember, one of those games with uh, Dallas in Seattle went to overtime and did cash the draw. So I think that's live. Um, Dallas is, I'm a sucker for, what's that stupid song by Jonas Brothers? I'm a sucker for the draw. I'm a sucker for the draw with the, with the Dallas Stars. Uh, I am. <laughs> Uh, at this point you can tell it's a long show and there's a lot of games i'm getting the goofy gas in me right now but uh yeah i mean i do like uh, seattle a little bit and the uh, draw uh here uh, in this game and the draw is another good price here plus 350 little sprinkle on plus 145 on seattle and i like the over six and a half as well we saw two overs in seattle with these two teams they're both trending over uh and then all those props i mentioned are worth a look number one though is wyatt johnston oh and Let's not sleep on the Seattle props. McCann over shots on goal. McCann to get a point. Vince Dunn to get a point, which just keeps on cashing for the uh, Seattle Kraken. What's his point streak at now? 12 games now? Yeah, 12 games with a point now in a row for Dunn. How about Haskinen? 10-game point streak for him on the blue line for Dallas. Uh, and a seven-game assist streak. Uh, Vince Dunn's gone over his shots on goal in five straight games. I mean, you could have a field day with props. As I mentioned, Wyatt Johnston, four-game goal and point streaks. This is a field, this is a prop buffet waiting to happen here for me with Seattle and Dallas tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Cracking stars. All right. First of all, the draw season is way too important to tie to a Jonas Brothers song. So we, we can't do that. We can't do that again. Uh, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, I like Seattle in this game for a few reasons. One, to Dallas, this was a long road trip for them. I said playing in Seattle twice, they bounced around. It was just a weird, a weirdly structured road trip. This is a, the longest one of the year. They had one road trip that was five games long earlier in this year. When they came back home, they got dusted and doubled up by the Edmonton Oilers. He said they've already beat the Seattle team twice, and Seattle played them tough. First game didn't look as sharp in the second. Seattle 5-1-1 one one against Central Division teams. 
this is a much more important game for Seattle than it is for Dallas. And, you know, we talk about fading some of these teams off of, off of road trips. Dallas, as great as the offense has been, great as, you know, Jake Ottinger, like I said, hasn't still been back to his top-tier form yet. Uh, at this plus price, I grabbed Seattle plus 145 yesterday. Uh, I, I like the scheduling spot, situational spot. And I know people talk about Joy Decord in that. Joy Decord actually looked decent uh, in a few games, but he's had injury issues, obviously, when he was in Ottawa. And even back in Seattle, uh, you know, since he's been with Seattle, had some some injury issues. But this is a guy who has been widely guarded. Once again, talking about goalies from the college ranks uh, that that looked sharp. I'm not really too worried about that. I think the Seattle team can put a full enough effort. I think they can catch a uh, a maybe less than stellar Dallas team, pun intended. Uh, I like the Kraken here at plus 145. I, I agree. It's a Seattle spot. It's not a great situation for Dallas. And double revenge after losing both home games to Dallas, and they've been better on the road, da uh, Seattle as well, uh, compared to Dallas. So it sets up well. Now, they're not playing great, Seattle. That's the caveat to all this stuff. Uh, but Joey Decord did win his one start. He started way back in, I believe, November. Mm -hmm. For the uh, Seattle Kraken against Calgary. In Calgary, they won 5-4, and he made four, uh, 40, 36 saves on 40 shots. He faced a lot of sh uh, pucks that night, and he actually played pretty well, you know, despite facing that many shots. So uh, he might be ready to go here and give this team – and, again, Grubauer's out, and obviously they don't want Jones in there because Jones has just hit the shits uh, as of late in net for the uh, Kraken. So uh, there's <laughs> there's no doubt Joey Decord, uh, you know, doesn't hurt. You know, and we look, and his, I find more often than not, we rush to fade these young kids when they get called up. How did that work out if you did that with Dylan Ferguson uh, last night uh, for Ottawa? You know, sometimes they stand on their head that first game. It does happen and it can happen. And Joey DeCourt's numbers with uh, Coachella Valley, 24-6-3 and three with a 2.43 goals against and three shutouts in the AHL. So he hasn't been a slouch down there. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're live and Alex agrees here. And I'm going to do a Seattle draw split over six and a half and a bunch of props that I named earlier will be on my uh, card as well. All right. Next up, we've only got uh, two games left. We're almost at the end here. Calgary and Anaheim. We've got the uh, Flames minus uh, 215 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Look, they should feel ashamed. They should feel embarrassed. I'm going to take them in the first period puck line. Just very simple, straightforward. You got your ass handed to you last night by L.A., but you're not playing L.A. tonight. Uh, you're playing the uh, Anaheim Ducks. This is a spot for Calgary to be ready from the opening puck drop, something they absolutely were not last night against the Los Angeles Kings, and that was ready from the opening puck drop. So I think that's where the emphasis is. Jump on Anaheim early. Don't wait around and screw around and, and keep them in the game, especially as the fatigue starts to set in of playing a back-to-back uh, the longer the game goes. Get this done early. Uh, Anaheim lost to, uh, to Vancouver the other night, 2-1, to one, and they were trailing one nothing after the first period to Vancouver at home the other night. So we know it's possible for Anaheim to be down after the first 20 minutes, and I think that's precisely what will happen uh, here tonight. Um, that's all I'm doing. I'm not doing anything with Calgary full game. No, no regulation, no puck line, none of that shit. Just take care of business in the first 20 after that embarrassment last night. And I think they will. So minus a half for Calgary here. Uh, first period puck line is the way I'm approaching it here with the uh, Flames uh, and the uh, Ducks. It's minus a half, plus 140, by the way, with that uh, first period puck line. Alex, uh, Flames, Ducks. I'm playing that small for maybe a quarter unit. And if they if that doesn't cash in, I'm jumping on Anaheim. Uh, if, that's a, if that's scoreless after 20, I'm jumping on Anaheim live. Because 
Yeah. Anaheim has dominated Calgary in their building for a very, very long time. Now, I know we're talking about this is going back to the Getzlaff, Perry, Jaguar days, but 32-6 and six, the last 38 meetings at home uh, with all the different coaching changes, lineup changes, et cetera, Calgary just, just not played well in the old pond. So uh, Calgary should jump out early, and I'm going to put a little money on them to hopefully do that. But if, if they don't, I'm coming right back the other way with Calgary, with Anaheim for a live play in that one, certainly. All right, there we go. Like in the, uh, the Calgary puck line as well. But I, you know what? I wouldn't say no to that to anybody thinking Because if you don't way. show up in the first 20 minutes against Anaheim after losing as bad as you did to LA, then what do you do? When are you going to show up tonight right. if you don't yeah. show up early, right away? Exactly, 100%. Couldn't agree more. Uh, there, you know, Definitely, I think that's the way you got to approach it if you're Calgary. Show up early. You know, you left your goaltender out to dry. We assume Jacob Markstrom's back in tonight. I've, I've got to believe it's Jacob Markstrom again uh, tonight because Daryl Sutter's just, con, you know, committed to him for all these big games down the stretch as they try to make this playoff push. John Gibson, by the way, uh, is confirmed uh, as the uh, goalie here for uh, Calgary, or sorry, for Anaheim, rather, uh, in this game tonight against uh, Calgary. As far as props go for this one, uh, this one's uh, Noah Hannafin, five straight games with a point. Rasmus Anderson didn't get a point tonight, but I think he will tonight. He's been shooting the puck a lot more. Look at the Calgary defensemen for points. Hannafin and Anderson, uh, they have definitely been uh, shooting the puck a lot more. And Hannafin especially scored a goal last night, scored one of their goals against L.A., uh, Noah Hannafin. So uh, those are good props right now. Uh, I think they pepper Gibson tonight. Gibson over saves. Yep. Perlo, I agree with that 100%. He's going to face a shit ton of rubber tonight, John Gibson, uh, probably against this Calgary team. And a lot of Calgary shot props. Go you know, to Foley, Backlund, take your pick. I know a lot of those Calgary players should get over their shots on Mangiapane, you name it. Uh, they all should get over their uh, shots on goal tonight uh, in yeah. this game. So it's 40, another good 40, 40 awful shots by Calgary. Expect that. Yeah. 40 into the chest. The Calgary st 40 sternums. 40 right into the sternum tonight for the Calgary Flames uh, against uh, John Gibson. The Calgary sternums, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully they don't show up in the first period. Hopefully they shoot right. other than the sternum in that first period so they get on the scoreboard for me. All right, final game of this massive 13-game slate. We have reached the uh, summit, uh, Vegas and Vancouver. Uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights minus 135 road favorites tonight in Van City. Uh, the total sitting at the six and a half across the board uh, in this game. Be Vegas obviously didn't have that good game off the uh, road trip against Calgary, but boy, they made up for it against Columbus. They uh, pummeled the Jackets in a game that was very, very heavily invested in by our guy Alex, uh, seven to two uh, on uh, Sunday. Um, this, this I, I almost want to take Vegas again because they've been very good on the road. Let's not forget the way they played on that road trip. Uh, they beat Philly, they beat St. Louis, they beat Carolina, they beat Tampa Bay. Their only loss was a 2-1 loss to Florida. They've been a good road team all year, 21-11 uh, uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights away from home. Yeah, I know Vancouver's played a little bit better. There's no doubt they've made improvement in their work ethic, in their overall team game under Rick Tockett. They're playing good hockey. They're 7-1 Vancouver in their last eight games. Uh, make no mistake about that, but I'm very tempted to back the better team at the reasonable price here. Uh, Vegas minus 135. Uh, haven't bet it yet, but I'm definitely eyeing it uh, in this one. And actually, if you look at the series history between uh, these two teams, Vancouver has done a good job winning in Vegas at times, but Vancouver, Vegas has beat them in Vancouver uh, more often than not. So the road team's actually done pretty well uh, in this recent series history. So 
Haven't bet it yet, but strongly in Golden Knights, minus 135. Alex, what do you think here? Vegas, Vancouver. Yeah, that's probably what I'd be looking at, too. I don't even – and I'm, I, that's what I'm torn between. Is do I go regulation with this game? I don't really see a draw here necessarily so i might i might grab that regulation at a at an even better price so that i it's it's i already have so many plays in in, in deck and i gotta kind of really organize what i what i'm betting heavier than most i bet i've only bet three things and the rest of the stuff i'm betting after the show so this is one that's still on the fence with me i might probably wait until tonight and and you know dabble with it we'll certainly be talking about it again on the betcast this evening before it, it gets rolling so that's that's usually going to be my best option right there I think uh, as much as I think I'll, I might be on Vegas small here in this game tonight, the best bet in this game is Riley Smith to get a point. Uh, what Riley Smith has been doing for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, he's on uh, uh, he's another player on an incredible point streak. Eight straight games with a point for Riley Smith. I mentioned the Riley Smith point prop against Columbus, and he got on the score sheet in that game. And Riley Smith's only minus 108 at FanDuel to get a point tonight. Uh, absolutely got to look in that direction. He's feeling it right now. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he's been a, just a, a model of uh, consistency, uh, offensively producing. I'll tell you what, someone to look at too. If you want a point prop and a goal prop, and he has just caught fire for the Vegas Golden Knights with this opportunity, Pavel Dorofiev for them. Keep an eye on this kid. Uh, all of a sudden, he's lighting it up for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in recent games. He enters this game on one hell of a streak. Uh, for them. He's only 22 years old. He's got three goals in the last four games and five points in four games since getting this call up and this opportunity uh, with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Pavel Doroviev here uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, no doubt about it. I think that's someone you keep an eye on uh, on the Vancouver side. Um, Kuzmenko, of course, is a, goes without saying he's always a threat every single night. Connor Garland's starting to heat up a little bit. Remember, he has a connection with Tockett from the Arizona days as well. So that might be a good prop option here as well. All right, there you have it. A huge Tuesday slate, 13 games. Gave you over an hour and a half of analysis, every inch, every which way, sides, totals, player props, you name it. Make sure you're back with us tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Ice Guys Live BetCast. DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the BetCast. Alex, me, our guests, live betting and commentary throughout the massive slate on this Tuesday night, drinking encouraged. Uh, DM or email me to get a spot on the Ice Guys Live BetCast tonight. Also check out patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month uh goalie charts totals charts power ratings the daily ice guys show betting card uh bonus content you name it all available patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month yes and i promise i will get the goalie charts updated before we get the live back cast start that's been i've been doing that and it's literally just been sitting in the corner of the computer screen for like a day but uh check that out at patreon also check out the ice guys store iceguys.myspreadshop.com two days left to get 20 percent off everything in the store i saw some people put in some orders yesterday we appreciate that uh you know let's get this merch rolling let's uh, you know like i said it's weather time it's officially spring it's you know the official start of spring is today so you definitely want to have a nice hoodie a nice baseball cap a nice t-shirt for when the, the weather starts to get warmer and warmer Grab one now at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Also, I got the link posted on the Ice Guys Twitter page, my Twitter page. Ian will repost it once he gets offline. We'll be talking about it again tonight, too. Ice Guys and Gramco giveaway. All the details are listed. Uh, just, just check out the, the entry form. Read all about it. Fill out the form and submit it now. And like I said, we will choose a winner on April 8th. 
There you go. Get involved there. Uh, it's the Ice Guys Playoff Box Giveaway presented by Gramco. Make sure you get involved with it. All right, we got best bets to wrap up this Mammoth Tuesday show right after we hear from our other great sponsors at Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, we're back here and ready to wrap with best bets. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Man, there's so many to choose from, some good games tonight, but we're going to go out east to Jersey, and we're going to pick the Minnesota Wild uh, on the money line. I got plus 145. Like I said, this is a, a big game for them. It's a big game for both teams, but I think for the Wild, coming off of this this uh, you know homestand, getting back on the road, and you know we talk about how great it is to play at home, especially for a team like the Wild who – always played better hockey at home historically sometimes just getting out of the the comforts and and, and you know getting that more business like what's heading here uh you know chew bubble gum kick ass get out of town with two points i think that's what minnesota's coming to do tonight uh in newark so give me the wild plus 140 145 on the money line that's my best bet for this tuesday all right live dog there with the minnesota wild uh getting a nice price they're upwards of plus 150 right now at new jersey uh, Minnesota Wild plus 150 for Alex with his best bet. I'm giving you two best bets tonight uh, for the uh, Tuesday show here. We're going to go with Columbus, Washington over six and a half. Uh, I really like that total. Washington's gone over in five straight games. Columbus can't keep the puck out of their net. I expect Washington to score. But at the same time, the Jackets, I don't think Charlie Lindgren and that short-handed depleted Washington blue line is going to totally shut down the Jackets either. So, uh, I like Columbus, Washington, over six and a half. That's my one of my two best bets. The other is a player prop. You got to roll. It's worthy of best bet material, folks, at the price that you're getting with it. It's Riley Smith, Vegas Golden Knights, to get a point, minus 108. It's an incredible bargain. He's on an eight-game point streak for the Vegas Golden Knights going into tonight. That's eight straight games with a point. He is rolling, and he's only minus 108 to get a point tonight. That is best bet material if I've ever seen it. Riley Smith, Vegas Golden Knights to get a point, plus Columbus, Washington, over six and a half. Uh, 
uh, for my best bet uh, for this uh, Tuesday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys, but we're back in three hours' time with the Ice Guys live betcast. I know it's coming up pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. see you guys, and like it's going to feel like two minutes, and we're seeing you guys all over again. But we're looking forward to it. Join us on the BetCast. DM or email me to get a spot on the BetCast. We'll see you then. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you in three hours for the Ice Guys live BetCast tonight, presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 